Hi beauties, welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project with your host Bridget Burrick-Brown, the show that's redefining the meaning of beauty. Enjoy, and we're so happy to have you part of the conversation. Hi everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project. I am your host, Bridget, and today I am here with Bree Bryant, also known as Lady Bree. She is a beautiful singer and acclaimed songwriter. Her songs are inspired by self-empowerment and defying odds. She has sang for iconic brands such as Powerade and L.L. Bean, and her songs have been noticed by Michelle Obama. That's so cool. (laughs) And her songs have also been noticed by me. To give you guys a little history of how we connected I was looking for a theme song for my show and my assistant, I I put her on, I was like, look for some songs. And the same day she came to me and she's like, I found the song. I'm like, you did not find the song already. She's like, no, I think you're going to love it. So she plays me your song, Best Self. And it's like self-love, self-care, self-worth. Beauty ain't a color, ain't a size, ain't a number. And I was like, done. (laughs) Never listened to another song. And it's now the theme song. And I'm just so grateful to be here with you today. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. I want to ask you my first question first, but after we're going to dive into where you get your inspirations for your songs, because I'm just so curious. But first, I would love for you to answer um, what you think makes a person beautiful. Mm. I think that is a very hard question. (laughs) I know. I Um, love hearing everyone's different answers because it's just so... And I can't wait to hear them myself because um, it's taken me some time to honestly feel comfortable to even answer that question because I recall wondering what this thing beauty versus pretty and gorgeous what it was you know are these Mm. words actually synonymous or does it have individual meaning and so in 2008 and I can't even believe that I am remembering this but in 2008 I had this little journal and I love grid paper you know like I don't like the straight across line (laughs) but it has grid paper in it and the first thing I noticed was that I my handwriting is just like crazy fonts you know like I don't just have this one continuous handwriting and like completely makes me look like I'm a skits but (laughs) I started (laughs) wondering beautiful though (laughs) yeah I'm like okay what is this and so then I started realizing I want to I want to be myself I want to be myself and so these these different things started evolving into the statement that you just asked me was the quest that I was on was to find out what beauty was as it pertained to me and so um I believe first what makes a beautiful person is um true identification with, with what seems not beautiful in your life And then you can start to identify how to like clean those things up. And for me in 2008, I was 21 and I had two infants and I was a full-time college student and newlywed. 
Wow. Yeah. So like to find what beauty was, was a hard and seemingly impossible quest at that moment. Do you have twins? No, I have a 17 month old, like a month apart twins. So like, like Irish twins. Yeah. Irish twins. Yeah. Is that when you started writing the best because the the best self song came out of affirmations right mm-hmm. that's funny okay so best self came right in the middle of the pandemic oh. mm-hmm. so and best self isn't completely written by me this is a song that was comped so when you have comp songs these songs are written for okay. you <laughs> and you like during the pandemic what would have been the platform for me to write I ended up having to find myself singing songs that I did not think pertained to me at all in the middle okay. of a quarantine pandemic wow and so oh my gosh it was so difficult because while in the middle of trying to recover from a 2019 full packed year, I think we were gone like 225 days on tour with the band that I'm in. I get home to my kids on these high notes of expectations and, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this. I had a big birthday party. My husband and I celebrated my birth, our um, anniversary all up in February. Kobe died. And then it's like, you know, and I'm sure everybody can identify with that. So then they're like, okay, we gotta, we're gonna see that if we can really still travel, we're gonna get try to get Lady Breeze album done. And I'm like, okay, so am I gonna travel? Am I comfortable with this? And as you know, things just started heightening. So what I'm getting yeah. to is like once I got this uh, new way that we were gonna record, um, with my entire team essentially being in Burbank, California. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so I'm doing this all alone. I felt the most inadequate. I was so insecure because you were alone. Did you feel like that? Like you didn't have your tribe around you? Nothing, nothing that I was familiar with was was I around. Um, My husband was there supporting me. And of course I have my engineer that's here that made me feel like home. But as far as everyone that I leaned on that know this industry and know how to give me direction, I'm like in a room, like, oh my God, I don't even feel like I can be my best self. And so it was like an in the moment affirmation. And I think that's what has become so infectious about that song is because it's me too AF. It's like, all I was left to be able to do is show up and lean in. And so I just did. And I'm very proud of how that project was able to uh, touch so many women's lives. I think it's the one thing that helped it was that I felt the same way it's exactly what I needed so it's like I was singing to myself yeah I was gonna I was just gonna say that did you feel like when you first saw the lyrics did you initially not feel connected but then when you started singing you were like I kind of yeah, need I'm, this no look I'm in there it's like you're in the <laughs> studio it's you amplified number one Okay, so everything I thought, like I'm in the microphone and then I'm in my ears and I'm just like, you know, and so I started reading. What am I singing? And that's the question. You know, it's like, what is this about? How do I connect? And Mm -hmm. so, um, 
you know, it took, you know, Jay-Z's always like do it 19 times and then it's good. So I, you know, I did it probably like 40 times until I just yep. started really being able to connect to it, you know, and I just, wow. you know, self-help, self-aware, you know, just singing yes. these words, catching them into myself and they became, they became real, you know, they just yeah. started to blossom and I was able to pick up what I may not have thought was a whole perspective of, of myself, but the pieces were still valuable yeah. And it helped, you know, help me to dictate the song and affirm them for myself and on behalf of those who can't do it for themselves. Yeah. So you started embodying them as you were singing, <laughs> take 17, take 19, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. cool. And then, and then Lady Bree showed up. And when she shows up, she takes off. She just Then she's like, good. Yeah, she's good. She's just like, okay, no, no, erase that one. But it's not a confidence thing. It's yeah. like, because I want to do it better. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, when she yeah, shows so up, you're like, she shows she, up she, she she's on. got it. She's got it. Wait, so tell us your journey. Like, how did you become a singer? How, where did Lady so, Brie come from? So Lady Brie, um, I think she just, she's this lady that's just always yeah. been there and she's empowering and, you know, but Brie over here is the one that's like in the trenches, the old girl from JROTC, like, <laughs> Yep. You know, really trying to find out how to help people. Um, I think that as a child, my parents did an amazing job cultivating um, our lives, me and my brother, with um, creative ways, creative ways. And music was definitely one of those mediums that helped us connect. Um, my father made up songs my whole Aww. life like he had an entrance song for all the ladies in my life from cousin aunt sisters like god sisters she that he had a made-up name and or a song for them a theme song and with that from theme songs um he also had a loving and a liking for uh commercials and you know like the jingles behind it and so my brother and I and my dad would grow up in the living room or in the kitchen. And if it was a post raisin brand commercial, it's like Kylie, yeah. you take the bottom, Brie, you take the top. And it's like oh. raisins that make post raisin brands so wonderful. Like, you know, you're singing these songs. And I didn't know that this was going to be a part of my life. I was just enjoying yeah. myself. So I kind of the privilege to be able to have what position music has um, helped me create as a side project called Lady Bree. It's such a such a thing that I believe I was, you know, prepared for in my life. And it's I'm I'm just yeah. grateful to be able to, you know, use it and and show it to people. I wish my dad was here to see. <laughs> oh my God. So, I wish he was here to see you, that. So your dad's passed away, right? Passed I remember. Away. Yeah. Yeah. God, he sounds like a super supportive of women. Oh, I just yeah. fall in love when, with oh, guys when yeah, they're like that. Was. My dad was the same. And then he also sounds like he always found fun. He, yeah. Uh, a big, serious ball of fun. <laughs> yeah. He Aww. was. Yeah. When, when did you lose him? 2011. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you had babies. Oh, I did. Yeah. But you, you know, they, they had time to be blessed by him. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, I want to talk a little bit about 
where you get your inspiration for your songs. Because mm. I read that some of it comes from defying odds and self-empowerment. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know, as women, yeah. the work field just really knows how to be like 13th grade or the master's degree that is not necessarily in the the colleges that we can, you know, apply to. We learn something that in life as women in the workforce that has so much like not been talked about because we still can't formulate words because we're just in the middle of it and you're just evolving and you're learning. So um, my inspiration comes from that process um, when I'm writing. It's just like, okay, so- Of expanding women's value value and and ability to to um take up space to take up space take up I don't know if I'm stuck on equality you know there's something that's so imbalanced about equality you know and so it ricochets to me to not necessarily be getting through what we want to but the space that we take up is what I'm more so um, I don't like the shrinkage that we've been forced to, you know, conform ourselves into because there's so much blessing for me and you and yeah. and, and they when yes. we all just stretch out, you know, in ways that other people can't. There's, that's the extension that we've been blessed to give to others. So I really do get inspiration from there. Um, and I'm, I can seem to be a little jumbled and, and, um, and loss of words because I'm in this space right now in creativity where I'm right now trying to figure out what the zeitgeist is that we're in the space that we're in. I see that we're getting support. Um, us as women, I yes. see that we are um, given more space on, you know, media platforms and whatnot, but I I'm very, very particular about the conversation, staying on topic and really, really seeing progress through um, our own ability to take up that current space. So that's where the juxtaposition is. It's like, we're not really in front of it yet. We're right here in the middle of this nucleus that is going to be the representation for our youth that still yeah. want that we want to you know take on that that baton and go further with. So I, um, love I, see, that. I, I get that inspir- I get inspiration from from the nose and the whys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really you digging it. it. Yeah, like to what to what why like you know like why is this what we've landed at and can we take it a step further and that those subject matters can be vast you know it can be about love it can be about the workforce and our entrepreneurship or it could just be about existence and and mental health and just to breathe so um the conversation has begun and I just want to be Mm -hmm. um inspired by the conversation and what my purpose is for being included with the conversation. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You're inspiring (laughs) to me. It's so true. I feel like we're definitely in this We're. it's a great way to say it too. Like we're in a conversation right now Mm -hmm. and being, yeah. And being really mindful of where that goes for our youth and our nieces and our daughters. And yeah, you know, Having the platform as a lyricist, a writer, an entertainer, performer, um, I am very particular about my words and 
And yeah. in reading, I've learned that, you know, words have power and mm-hmm. um, it, it would behoove us to listen to songs and be a part of writing songs that are going to affect change because otherwise, um, you know, we're up against TV shows and fictitious um, imagery that doesn't really speak to, like we're saying, the conversation that's going on right now. So honestly, I, I am very appreciative to Position Music and Tim Myers allowing me to be associated with something that holds so much integrity. Yeah, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. Where do you think confidence comes from? Oh, wow. I believe confidence comes from that self-identity of I can, of yeah. can do. And I think that it is supported, that the support, just it, like the, the applause come from those grounded, trusted individuals that are in our lives. For me, mm-hmm. I had several pillars, you know, that I was able to trust, but that's not true for everyone else. But that doesn't mean that um, the confidence can still come to that person. Um, it just takes self-identifying. I can do this. That's where yeah. you, know, you just got to fall and, and trust. Um, we have so many words, you know, that we have out there that have been taken for granted or used loosely where they lose the value, but trusting yourself is a huge conduit into having confidence. Yeah. I mean, I guess it really starts with loving yourself Because, because we can have that support system around us, our parents or our peers, but, and they will help, right. They'll help love us and support us, but we really have to find that for ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes I get upset with the process and identity of what love is just like you asked what beauty is because, you know, um, I have now our boys are teenagers. We have a 14 and 13 year old and they're both boys. So I don't have, I'm the only woman in the house (laughs) still. Still. (laughs) And um, I'm getting to see how they're growing and developing. And I get to almost in essence, like relive those years through them living them again. And since they're not that far apart, um, I can remember just how I was so confused about like what love was Mm. you know is love God okay but God is that kind of love is he the love that my parents show me to or is love that type of love uh is love my best friend love and then to understand what self-love is that is a very mature understanding and concept you know like I'm, I just got the foam off the latte of self-love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I, right there. I think self-love is a journey. It and is. I think it's like the same as healing where we think, I remember when I was in my, you know, young twenties thinking, okay, as soon as I figure out how to love myself, then I'll be happy forever. Or <laughs> when I went through like a bunch of losses, you know, I lost my mom, my dad, my brother and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, as soon as I'm healed from this, then I'm going to be okay. Mm. But then I I think with both of those over time, and I'm curious if you can relate to this, like over time, I've kind of realized that it's almost, they're both, whether it's self-love or healing, 
that are like these beautiful journeys that kind of continue forever. Like, I think you can be 90 and be like, how could I love myself a little bit more? Or how can I heal a little bit more for, for myself or for my children or my husband, you know? It seems like you caught the wave. It's like a good wave to catch to like, I want to love myself a little bit more. I hope that for so many people, I'm always Mm -hmm. like thinking when I was in high school, um, I went to all girls high school, my first year and a half of high school. And they were so vigilant on um, the awareness of like suicide and suicide prevention and this, I'll never forget, I was in homeroom and I think it was like five dings in one minute and every ding was another person like committing suicide. Now oh I'm pretty gosh. sure statistics have developed now to where I, you know, forgive me if my five dings in one minute is off, but this was, that was in 2000. Here we are in 2021 and all of the disaster that I know that we've collectively gone through together and individually that people are going through, I can't help but always lend my heart to wondering who needed that understanding of self-love. Yep. Because so much of everything that is in our world right now is built off of comparison. And I believe it was Aristotle or Theodore Roosevelt, but one of them said that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And so all of these words from beauty, joy, trust, love, I believe that the conversation right now needs to include how to identify and define those words for yourself because so much of it is through the actions of others rather than our own ability to identify what those true definition definitions mean mean for for you individual have you ever had moments where you really struggled with like self-esteem or Mm. or body image oh my gosh um yes like all women but (laughs) i know right um I really, I did. I was bullied in the fifth grade mm. and I was so confused <laughs> because I didn't understand it. Like, you know, I was happy at home. I was happy, yeah. you know, this little Christian girl, <laughs> just so happy about my daddy and my mom, you know, that's just where I was in fifth grade, yeah. you know, what are we, 10 years old? Yeah. And, um, I didn't understand when people would say, and maybe this is a testament to my humble but I didn't understand what people, when people would say, they're just jealous. I'm 10. You yep. know, I, like all I ever want to do is be on a scene of Barney. You know, I didn't, I just wanted to see how I could get yeah. on an episode with Barney. I didn't know about being jealous. Yeah. I didn't know, you know, like I didn't understand that. So I, it didn't hit home on how to deal with that. So any positive way, it, it hit home in a negative way. Yeah. So then here's the totally. thing. I started not liking something I already liked about me Aww. so that people could understand. I don't think I'm better than you. So yep. don't, you know, like, and that's what they used to tell me when I was getting built. You think you're all that. And I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> you know? And so I've been beat up in the bathroom and uh, like, you know, like what they call it jumped because it was like three girls and yeah. one And, and I've had, I won the dare pageant and my, uh, 
was it sixth grade teacher so the dare pageant just for you listeners to know it's like a pageant with sixth graders and they have just like a pageant does a talent an um, oration and a question and then they picked this girl with the grades of course that was the way to get in there and so I was picked dare you know the the drug awareness program and my teacher tells me, come in here, take your crown off. You're making my, my girls jealous in the classroom. And I just didn't, I was humiliated, completely humiliated. I'm like in the sixth grade, 11 years old. Imagine, you know, what that does to you. So my formidable years through my preteens was through compromise and wow. just finding things to not like about myself. And it hiding. Was, and hiding. I started hiding. And just, and like with the plant, just like with not receiving water and watering it too much can be damaging too. So I just started eating whatever I felt like I was missing out on. You know, I didn't have cable when I was growing up. So I would go to my god sister's house and watch 106 in park and try to like eat everything I could before I got home and try to compromise and redevelop. And I lost myself. Yeah. I lost myself. And I, you know, like that hurt me. I'm so happy I'm where I am now because it hurt me because I I started to miss myself. Yeah. I started to miss me. Like, what about when you used to? And, and I started asking myself those questions and I'm very grateful for my, the way my life has been as far as what home is. I'm the only girl. I'm the only girl married with my boys in our home. And I'm the only girl Um, outside of my mother when I was growing up. So it gave me some time to find out me with no compromise. Yeah. 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 How I answered the question. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, um, God, I feel like that happens a lot where girls are jealous and they bully and then that person starts to shrink and hide or ask what's wrong with me. And I hope that that can shift because I I had a similar thing in high school and I started overcompensating. Like, I swear I'm nice, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. It's damaging. What do you, very damaging. When do you feel like you realized what jealousy meant? Cause people would say the same thing to me and I'm like, what does that mean? Like I still, I actually still struggle with it. I think if you're not naturally, maybe your mind doesn't think that way. It's really hard to understand. How can we explain that to? I think it's like today's years old, as they say now, like I'm still understanding jealousy. It really doesn't have like, it's never placed in a fair space. And it's just just like the go to jail on Monopoly board. It's like, don't collect $200, (laughs) you know, go straight to jail. And so, you know, I'm just, and it takes about two rounds to really digress into just understanding um, that it is jealousy. And I think the way I get to that point is by number one, I I breathe a lot now, thanks to yoga with Adrian. (laughs) Yoga with Adrian. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So I've learned to breathe. And in that breathing time, I get an opportunity to not project. Mm, Yeah. To project my assumptions. And I just allow, and that's when, like, allow myself to remove from the reactions of others. And that is normally when I get to um, a little process. process that it might be 
before jealousy, just something that has nothing to do with me. Yes. Yep. I like to give myself some time to identify where we are in this mass, whatever that mass is. And in that moment, oftentimes I realize this is not about me. Mm-mm. And at that point, it helps me not project like I'm being projected on. Yeah. You get what I mean? And so then I look down at myself and I can see things that because of the time I've already taken out to love me, as we said before, and, and find out what makes me beautiful. It also helps me identify with things that have nothing to do with me. Yeah. I love that. And being able to sort through what's what. Have you read, um, have you read the four agreements? Oh, my husband has, and he just like lives it out. (laughs) It will. So for those of you who don't know the book, one of the agreements is to not take anything personal. And I like to take it a step further and say that, that whatever they think of me or whatever is going on with them that I might think is about me is none of my business. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like, right, it is none of, I'm like, it is none of your business. Like, sh- like turn that off. Then I really That's can like, mm-hmm, I kind of like put myself in line, you know, I'm like, don't even go there. because. Very Why? true. Well, yeah. I haven't read that book, but I'm I'm thinking that this one is a close pair. Um, Stephen or Sean Covey's Seven Habits to Highly Effective People or for Highly Effective People, Highly Effective Life. Um, I got Sean Covey's because I love imagery, but it's the exact same book as his father's. And um, those seven habits, one of them is beginning with the end in mind mm. and thinking win-win and synergizing and if these are like effective habits to have just the idea of like sorting yeah even in the middle of an argument is so necessary it's sorting right and I mean like totally I don't want that I'll keep that that, right (laughs) and that helps us stay on topic and like I get to that that idea of really understanding the um the projecting aspect like it's is this an unresolved issue in my life that I'm throwing Mm -hmm. out to someone or one that's being tossed to me and if you can identify that then you can actually be present for what's why you're there in that situation it may have started with an argument it might be jealousy but then I'm able to move forward when finding out that this is jealousy by removing myself from being a part of that issue and still being present for that person. Yeah. Like it sucks. That's the hardest part. It's that's like unconditional. That's like you being unconditional, which is awesome. But having but unconditional also being okay, like to separate, like I'm so removed from that. Yeah. It's so it's, not me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard in a way and it's almost easier. It is very, you're not freeing. emotional about it. It's freeing. Yeah. That the emotional bondage is, is a heavy weight that I'm not, I can't, hey, <laughs> I can't I, weigh too heavy on my chest. I'm the same. I do the same. I really have to disconnect. Okay. I want to transition into the media a bit. I'd love to get some of your experiences, your thoughts, your insights. Um, 
I think I know the answer to this question, but I would love to know if you think your upbringing was represented properly by the media. The media is something I, I'm really trying to talk about and question. I grew up um, in the modeling world, in that world for so long, and I see how, you know, some changes need to be made. So I, I was so kept away from TV as it pertains to a platform for my representation that um, I'm, I'm just now understanding how infectious and how necessary it is for the television or media at large to um, represent what we call America in its truest form. Yep. As a Christian kid, you know, we couldn't watch TV. You couldn't go to the skating rink. You couldn't wear pants. It was like a whole list of no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was basically a black, black Amish person, <laughs> and and no, and no disregard or disrespect to them, yeah. but I literally didn't live the most civilized of like life. It was based off of necessity, <laughs> and yeah. um, and the things that were going to enrich us as children. But now. Um, being that life has changed and technology has taken over and such a beautiful social media and social media, like it's a beautiful thing that we have, you know, it keeps us connected to loved ones that we probably would have lost contact with. But um, I'm starting to see how um, revealing it has been uh, leaving not just me out, but the truth, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. reveal the truth, you know, all the way to the news, you'll see, like, my kid asked me, one of my children asked me, um, you know, like, so is that all the deaths that happened today in Ohio? And I'm like, by far, no, <laughs> yeah, you know, this is just the ones that they're capitalizing on. Um, yeah, so and true. That, you know, so I don't want to be a part of the conversation that is just a little bit too much for my backpack, but I'll say um, that there's a lot missing. There's yeah. a lot missing in the media. There's a lot missing and it's, it's evident if you're it's evident. Yeah. If you start, if you really look around, what do you, what would you like to see change for like your nieces, your, your sons? How do you envision that? I envision, number one, I'm kind of like on this road of like a balance, you know, while there is screens and there is this type of uh, representation that we're concerned with in movies and, and TV shows and commercials, I would also like to see packs of families having times at libraries and that be a big thing. Mm. Like, read, like everybody come out and <sighs> old carnivals and just a safety net. And I just think that it, that exchange of literature is going yeah. to enrich our minds. And then, you know, as as life continues to develop with these great minds, there will be a balance. Um, I, I, can, I don't want to shun media right now just because I think that we can see the push. And it's almost like a massive chess game, you know, where there's this one and then be careful because you're going to head to cancel culture if you don't do this. And then there's just a default apology where we're sorry so that you guys yeah. can come into our store. Just a lot like, of pressure. Do that. So the pressure in the media right now is also, you know, just a war. But I just think balance and making sure that we remind our kids of these these rules and these behind the scene, like, you know, all of it is made up, all of it is competition. I like to see a balance in conversation like that. Yeah, I love that. How do you think um, we as individuals beautify the world? 
smiles, these smiles. masks off, smiles. Yeah. You know, I just heard this morning on the news that Ohio, it wasn't the best news, but Ohio is like 10th meanest people uh, across. Yeah, what? we're like the most mean. The people. Midwest is the mean. most bitter. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know what to really attribute that to other than just how segregated our communities are and how, mm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. about us and it's a safe net. And I, I definitely think that it doesn't sound farce to me at all. They said we're the meanest on the road. <laughs> we're the meanest in restaurants when things don't go our way. We're the first to use cuss words to resolve issues. Stop. And I'm like, that's so funny, but it does not sound false. <laughs> that is so funny because I grew up in Michigan and a lot of my family is from Ohio and I would have not said that. Oh, we're the harshest fans too. Like it, we really mm, are. It's kind of rough true. those teams, but um, I think a smile, I think a smile is just a gateway. Totally. It covers all imperfections and yeah. it lends over to someone who may not have it. It's infectious too. It Smiles is. are infectious. They okay. Are. Let's transfer into mental health. Cause I know you're a really big advocate for mental health and I am as well. Can you explain how that started a little bit for you? For sure. Yeah. Um, at first it was a blah because I grew up always knowing that my father had this um, issue growing up um, when he was a baby. And so it was about his brain and that he wouldn't ever get past the age of three. And so that was my first like, hmm, what was that about oh. the brain? And so the brain, the brain, the brain has always just been just an organ that I've just been very much so intrigued with. Um, and then my mom went to school and I used to shadow her and I would sit in her psychology class. And this is what I'm learning about Freud and like all of these like psychological, like how you can get a a rat to come to you and all this stuff. And so I was always intrigued with it. But as my father was getting older, his age started to decline. I mean, I'm sorry, his health started to decline and he would be on all these different medications all due to diabetes. And I got started to see that this beautiful, huge teddy bear's temperament was, you know, just really on edge, very, Mm. very on edge. And I just started seeing like, you know, like, what is that? Is it, um, is it the medication? Is it that he's lonely? He's a pastor. He doesn't really have friends. And outside of whatever the resolve was there, I just took a loving and a liking to learning about how we actually do have control. Um, I didn't have my first encounter with my own experience about self-identity with mental health until I was put on tour. And I was the only female in a full male band. I'm working with my husband away from my first and second grader. Yeah. Those were things that with passion uh, connected to it, I didn't know to foresee would create so much impact and anxiety and separation anxiety and all these different letters, PTSD, like all these things. Yeah. I was just trying to find a way to breathe and um, not lose myself because I was really, really like a wreck, but I didn't know. So um, I came back home after that tour and I went to, I got counseling and that was my opportunity to see that all this love I've had about the the brain and the functions of it and what matters. And I didn't realize that now I am a part of needing to have this, this mental health, like breakthrough. Yeah. And I didn't know how to speak to what was going on with me. And, um, at all, I just, I just kept encountering the residuals of my actions to people. Yeah. 
it's kind of wild how you don't even know that you're not necessarily doing well, or you could be doing better. Things are really affecting you. Sometimes we have no idea. I think I can say it like, if you, if you feel like everything is okay, it's probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Has the stopping and the breathing been helping the most, would you say? Like, what's your favorite, I guess, mental health practice? Um, three seconds before response. Mm. Just like, you just take a pause. Yeah. Because I sometimes realize I can talk over the finish Yeah, because I've got the meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to wait sometimes like three hours. <laughs> if someone says something to me that really triggers me, I will, I'll be like, okay. In my head, I'm like, Bridget. You are just going to table that and not respond. Sometimes I even make myself sleep on it. I'm like, you're going to sleep on it. And then you're going to get back to that because I just know myself now at this point that like nothing good happens when I respond too quickly. That's how I am with text messages. I might be like three days with the text. Like, I don't know the voice attached to this. Yeah. I'm going to wait until I can get my tone off the text. Totally. No, but seriously, like, I like to just, you know, Mm. and like, again, I just, it does help. It does help. It helps. Yeah. It like, it's like basketball. Like it stops the pace. It's like a timeout, like, Mm -hmm. you know, a little timeout. Mm -hmm. We all need to put ourselves in timeout sometimes. I think so. Okay. Are you ready for my beyond beauty brown? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay questions in no particular order what is your favorite album right now Mm, painted by lucky day Ooh, painted by lucky day okay i haven't heard that most inspiring song greatest love of all whitney houston oh yes girl i'm with you on that one i used to belt her i know um, with my very raspy not so good voice um when do you feel the most beautiful in my husband's arms oh i feel the most beautiful i can when i see you guys on social media you can feel the love <laughs> like you can just tell i'm like they are. oh i love yeah. that and he reeks have- of my dad. <laughs> he does. He does. My yeah, husband does. does too. He reeks of my father. <laughs> That's so sweet. They it's say you, you go for that, right? Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite skin tip? Be kind to yourself. Aww. I watched my husband scrub the blast out of his face. And I'm like, babe, you wouldn't touch a leather bag like that. Yeah, be <laughs> so nice be to, kind to yourself. Do you have um, a favorite product, like wellness or beauty? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, like I am a horrible, like I hoard beauty products. So do I, girl. So oh, do I. I do. Okay, which one is going to get it? Which one's going to get it? I'm going to just, I'm going to use this opportunity for Thrive Cosmetics Mm. um it's just an amazing brand and there's not all of the extra like 
fragrance in it. Yep. So it's a very trusted product. The the motive and the mission behind the brand is beautiful. And they love Lady Brie. And I swear I love them oh, too. I they really, really do. Love, I love Thrive Cosmetics. They're oh. awesome. I just actually, the way that she spells it is cosmetics, like C-A-U-S-E, cosmetics. It is. Uh, so it's for a cause. And like, it's just so beautiful. I have it on my eyes right now. Oh, do you? Yeah. I they're like, um, they're like eyeshadow. Yes. Like a thick pencil. Yes. I love, I love those. The crayons. I yeah, love the crayons. Those. The crayons. Yeah. I'm, I'm using the BB cream. So that's like all blended in. I just like how natural it looks. It's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. look like you have anything on. Nope. I oh. love that. <laughs> okay. Thrive. Okay. Something you're grateful for right now. I'm grateful for the way you and I met. That's like God Aww. to me. Like, I really just appreciate that. Yep, I agree. Those are God I want moments. More of that. I want more of yeah. that. It's like you know that image where there's like people holding hands across the world. I think yeah. this is one of those moments, and so I'm very yeah. grateful for that. I am as well. <laughs> I totally am as well. Um, do you have a personal motto? I do. My personal motto. I, f- is- I was like, I know she has one. <laughs> I, I, I know it sucks. It's um, it's a scripture though. Um, the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. Oh, can you say that one more time? Yes. The race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. Yeah. And you know what? We can totally connect that back to like you saying like riding the wave, Ride the way. Or that there it's a journey. Yeah, it's, it's a, journey, a journey, journey to the end. Keep taking yeah. those steps, one foot in yeah. front of the other. <laughs> okay, final question. If you could go back in time and tell little Bree something about self-acceptance, self-love, what would you tell her? I would just let her know that it's going to be okay. It's yeah. going to be okay. Because like I'm I'll never change the way I love people. Uh, there's nobody that probably we're not on good terms now that I, that it wasn't true in the beginning and, or, you know, even the way that I didn't love myself, but I love myself so much now. It's like, it's all going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful I found you. And I feel like this is just the beginning. Um, Yeah. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you? Yes. Well, you can follow my little personal journey and my montage of musical journey on Instagram, which is I'm most active there. Um, And that's Brie underscore the lady. And all my music is on every digital platform provided from Spotify, Google, Apple Music, YouTube, you know it. (laughs) Yeah. And when you listen to the show, um, the theme song is her song, Best Self. And I'm also obsessed with female right now. Yeah. I run to that song. Oh my God, <laughs> it's the best. It's so empowering. Thank you. It's I so love- empowering. I had, a, I had a thought of like, God, making, because I love saying affirmations. So now yeah. I just think when I run to your songs, like I'm motivated because it's upbeat, but I'm also doing affirmations. I'm like, what's better than that when you're working yeah. out? 
It's so awesome. The first record, Making a Move, I wrote like four songs on there and played the piano. So you get on the first record, you get to hear like a lot of my um, production and writing. The pandemic kind of got in the way, but you get of the second record and we are working on album number three at the end of this month. So you are. I'm so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So check her out. Um, Check us out and I will see you guys again soon. Thanks, girl. Toodles. <laughs> Toodles. Show it off every curve, every part, yeah. Cause I'm strong and I love the skin I'm in. Every shape, every inch. No Thank you for joining another Beyond Beauty Project conversation. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. Don't forget to check out our website at www.beyondbeautyproject.com where you can find all of our socials. Don't be shy. Bridget wants to hear from you. So feel free to send a DM or an email to let us know your thoughts and what you'd like to hear about next. See you beauties on the next Beyond Beauty Project. Catch us next Wednesday. This podcast episode is designed to be for informational and discussion purposes only. I am not a doctor and I'm not trained as a medical provider or counselor. I do not provide medical care or attempt to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical ailment or any mental or emotional issue, disease, or condition on this podcast. Always seek the advice of your own physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding your personal medical condition. Do not disregard recommended medical advice or treatment or delay in seeking professional medical advice because of information or content obtained from this podcast. If you have or suspect that you have a medical or mental health issue, please contact your own health care provider promptly. For urgent medical needs, please contact your health care provider or call 911 immediately.